1: The Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation.
0: Never a dull moment for sure in Gator Nation. This time in the recruiting world where a quarterback target Carson Beck surprisingly commits to Georgia over Florida this past weekend. Looked really good for Florida uh, as he says a few days ago. But the Jacksonville product chooses the rival Bulldogs. Uh, Denny Thompson from the Sports Den on 1010XL. Sports radio and Beck's quarterback trainer will join me later on uh, to shed some light on the situation and also uh, look at what uh, he saw during the recruitment of, of Beck from the Gator staff and uh, the Gator side of things. But before we get there, remember you can find Gators Breakdown on news 4 Gators Breakdown. There you'll find all the Gators Breakers, Gators Breakdown episodes, as well as articles from the News for Jack sports team. And also catch us on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Spotify. Please share, rate, review. All that good stuff, subscribe on those platforms and on social media. Follow Gators Breakdown on Twitter and Facebook at Gators Breakdown. So let's take a look at this recruitment of Carson Beck. Before I'm joined by Denny, Uh was originally committed to Florida to play baseball. And then last summer, right before the football season, Uh, Decommitted and then committed to Alabama to play football. You know, I I got to get pretty close to to Carson uh, as his school Mandarin was featured on News for Jack's uh, kickoff high school football game. So I got to watch him uh, come transfer into a new school with Mandarin and and have to earn the starting quarterback role. Uh, He took off from there uh, as he helped Mandarin to a state championship. Uh, Beck played in a you know Pretty heavy RPO offense and in 14 games passed for uh, 3,500 yards, uh, 39 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, a uh, 59% completion percentage, uh, broke his thumb uh, in the first game of the season. Also played with some other injuries throughout the season, but uh, ended up earning the title of Mr. Football in the state of Florida, so um, you know, kind of not long after that he camps at Florida for a junior day in early February, decommits from Alabama soon after. And that really starts a lot of Florida talk from there. Uh, Mullen visited Mandarin, really impressed the coaching staff there, really impressed Beck and, and his family at Junior Day, and even uh, as of a week ago had named Florida his leader. Uh, this one was as close to being wrapped up as can be uh, if you, if, uh, from everything that I was hearing uh, from multiple sources. Uh, and then, you know, here comes a Georgia offer. Mid last week, uh, now I don't want to make it sound like uh, the, the, you know Georgia just jumped in uh, to recruiting Beck. Uh, he visited there multiple times, has a relationship with some of the uh, UGA staff uh, there, so uh, Beck gets the, the UGA offer, sets up a visit, and that's where uh, I started hearing things could change if he visits Georgia. Uh, I still felt confident in Florida as I thought it would take uh, more than, di- than just this visit uh, to change some things uh, as dramatically as it did. Uh, but Beck visits Athens over the weekend, and on Sunday morning, here comes all the positive Georgia talk, uh, which to me was expected uh, after a visit, uh, you know, because those things kind of happen. Similar event uh, happened with the recruitment of Kyrie Elam uh, with Georgia and Florida, but uh, after he visits Georgia, of course, started getting uh, a lot of Georgia buzz, but, uh, but that you know, since that started coming out, I had to start poking around and then you know found out that the reports were real uh, that UGA really put themselves uh, in good shape for Beck. So early afternoon Sunday rolls around and then my phone's blowing up that <laughs> Beck will be committing to Georgia on Sunday. you know and I wasn't worried uh, as early as Sunday morning, uh, but my how quickly things changed throughout the day uh, in the resident history as Carson Beck you know kind of stunned Florida and uh, commits to Georgia there so. Now I'm going to attempt to look at this from both sides here. Uh, this does hurt the optics uh, of recruiting. Optics do matter uh, to a certain extent here. You know, this 2020 class has lost some commitments in recent weeks and lost some momentum, and and now you know lost out on a huge target uh, that this staff absolutely wanted. Um, and not only did. did to not receive his commitment Beck committed to your biggest conference rival, your biggest SEC rival, one of your biggest rivals overall if not the biggest in some fans eyes they are in mine and uh, a team that just keeps stacking on stacking top talent in, in Georgia there. so now you can't you can't really blame Carson Beck for choosing Georgia in in the form of a friendly depth chart. Uh, many expect this to be Jake Fromm's final season in Athens, uh, and that means there would be a wide open spot for Beck to come in and, and start as a true freshman uh, after Jake Fromm leaves, if he leaves, but uh, a lot of people think he does. So, And then Georgia was able to sell him on scheme fit and, and playing with other top recruits, uh, especially along the offensive line with the way Georgia has recruited. Uh, now, now, the scheme thing is where I don't buy into it too much from my perspective, you know. First of all, you if you're giving me a choice to be developed by Dan Mullen or James Coley, then uh, that's a no-brainer for me. Uh, but but Georgia was able to sell the, that vision. And good for them. Uh, I know there's a lot of discussion about scheme fit at Florida for Beck, but 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 no doubt if Mullen was going after him, then Mullen was able to to adjust, and I'm just, and Mullen felt comfortable about adjusting an offense to, to Beck. Now I'm just not sure how much he'd have to adjust. you know. We saw what Clemson was able to do with Trevor Lawrence and, and, and you know, kind of just tailoring that offense uh, by you know him excelling at throwing the ball, running a bit less than past quarterbacks. And we saw how uh, Mullen was able to put together an offense with Felipe Franks this past season. Now, if Carson Beck could be a better version, a more accurate version, than what we saw from Felipe Franks this past season, then we saw the potential of this offense under a quarterback of, uh, of that type. But Georgia was able to sell a, a more traditional offense and all that combined was enough to get Carson Beck to choose Georgia over Florida. So you know, this, one, this one hurts because it's another top state of Florida kid choosing to go out of state and to Georgia. Hurts because it's an area a, a, from an area in, in Jacksonville where you're trying to get into being the school to beat uh, the, the area kids. Yeah, get the area kids from from other schools in the Jacksonville area. You know, in the grand scheme of things, this really may not matter a whole lot to Florida with what Florida has at quarterback in Emory and Jalen Jones, uh, and what they could bring in 2020 and future classes. But in the end, you know, F- Florida may not be you know, personally hurt by this, except for the fact that now you have to play back at a rival school, and if it turns out to be as good as expected. Then that is a problem. You know, that's not to say Florida won't beat Georgia or Florida can't uh, go in there and, and play play with Georgia. But you know, but I do expect Beck to be a very good player uh, and make Georgia tough to beat on on top of already being a really good team now. You know, this just extends the lifespan of how of, of how good Georgia can be. Uh, so you know, I fully expect to be you know for Florida to be just fine at quarterback under Dan Mullen. But the staff really wanted Beck and lost out in the end. So uh, not all is lost. Some 2020 class momentum has stalled, uh, but you know there's plenty of time to go get another quarterback in this class, and maybe Anthony Richardson gets back into the fold, or maybe it's another quarterback, but I'm not worried about Mullen finding a quarterback and developing them. So, you know, with all that said, yes, it hurts. In the long run, it may not matter, but we'll see where it all ends up. Let's bring in Denny Thompson, host of the Sports Den on 1010XL here in Jacksonville, and also QB trainer for Carson Beck at Six Points. Denny, uh, thanks for joining me here on Gators Breakdown.
1: My pleasure, Dave.
0: All right, so first, you know, I, I will preface this. You know, I-, I know you don't want to share everything uh, with the relationship uh, with-, with Carson Beck, so I guess I- I'll start it with share what you can, uh, and then you know, we'll go from there. Uh, but first off, you know, what is your background of your relationship with Carson?
1: Uh, yeah, I've known Carson a couple years. Um, it's actually funny. His dad, Chris, um, called me. I guess two years ago, before he was a starter, he was backing up uh, Carter Bradley at Providence, and called me and said, "Hey, let's you know, let's go grab lunch." And I want to talk to you about my son. And so, I, as you can imagine, I get that call all the time. And and so I was listening to Chris tell me about Carson. And um I had seen Carson physically, he's got all the tools and all that stuff even at that point. But he, he told me, so I think my son can be pretty special. And I I, I politely said, Chris, I, I hear this daily and it, so let me see Carson. And uh so brought him in and a couple of years back, I guess he was about, you know, fourteen years old, fifteen years old, something like that. And within five throws, I looked at Chris and was like <laughs> pretty special is an understatement, Chris. Now, this kid is legitimately special like, is you know top one of the top arm talents I've ever seen um at that age and uh and so that's where it all started and so I've been training cars since since then it's not you know it's a pretty easy job when a cat's that talented you just kind of get out of the way and hope you don't screw something up but but he's uh he's got a baseball background, so we've had some struggles mechanically um that that he's worked hard to get through and 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 now here we are and he's I think I think he's the top quarterback in the country, um, period. Dual threat, um, pocket passer. If you pump them, all, if you clump them all together, uh, I think he, you come out. I think five years from now we'll look back and we'll see Carson is probably the best one of the bunch.
0: Yeah, Denny, and uh, you know this this is the Gator football-centric podcast, and you know this this one hurts for Florida fans, and you know, I mean, that
1: hurts it, to say it hurts to face <laughs> the Gator fan. It, it does. It, that David, that's the, that's the funny thing is I went through yesterday. And we'll get into this in a little bit, and I'm going to tell the the full story because I got you know three hours tonight on radio. Um, shameless plug. If you want to listen at seven o'clock, but uh, but but yeah, I mean I I understand. I mean you, you know you're I'm, you're talking about. I'm sitting at a Florida Gator game. Um, Saturday night, sitting at the Florida, Georgia basketball game with my son and my wife. And I'm, you know, texting back and forth to Athens. So it, 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 I get it. I get it. Um, I, I do understand. Uh, it, it does, it does suck to hear. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it, the, the decision's been made and, and, and I, I think it's, it's final.
0: Yeah, and you go back to last week, and you know it looked good for Florida. Uh, named Florida his visit, uh, his leader last week, and it gets an offer from Georgia later in the week. Uh, you know, not was it totally unexpected? You knew that was going to come uh, at some time. Uh, decides to visit, then commits. You know, what was Georgia able to do to secure Carson's commitment?
1: I think there's a couple things. One, I think it's 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 important to know that Georgia's people that know Carson have known for a while that Georgia was the one program. Maybe Georgia and Stanford. Um, I'll say that were probably the the two programs that, if they really generated a big interest in Carson, that could threaten the relationship with Florida. That, that was pretty much it. Those two and and pro style um, offenses um, and Georgia more. Carson always had a, a was always intrigued by Carson by, by Georgia. Even when we first started working together, I can remember him saying that. And really, the hold up with Georgia initially wasn't anything that's there now it was it was cheney at at tennessee and and i don't i don't know that cheney i think when cheney first saw carson he he wasn't blown away by him and and that's fine that's fair you know it's no big deal um but they did a good job of listening to what he wanted to know of of you know carson's not a kid that cares anything about facilities david he doesn't you know it's 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 not anything like that it's it's how do I fit? How are you going to use me? What's the plan? And and I don't want promises. Um, you know, I don't want anything like that. Like, I know I've got to compete. I know all that. I, I just want to know, how do you see me at your school? And everybody has their own way of, of explaining that. And Georgia just did a, an amazing job. And... As a Florida fan, I can say this. You know, the University of Georgia is an impressive place. It's, you know, what they've done with their facilities, what they're still doing with their facilities. That's the crazy thing. It's like they just get done and they announce another facility. And, and so it's, they're, they're very, they're very ahead of the game, uh, with all that kind of stuff. But I just think, I think they did a good job in the way that they, they treated Carson like a professional. And not to say that Florida didn't, but they but they looked at this as this is what we see us doing with you guys. This is where we're at with Jake. Um, this is where we're going to be. This is what we would like to do offensively, and then kind of put the ball in his court.
0: And so, you know, everything works out. He's playing uh, at Georgia in a couple years, three years, you know, down the road or so. What kind of quarterback uh, is? Georgia Getting and Carson. What are the things he does well? What are things uh, he'll work on as he, as he goes to his as he goes through his senior season? Yeah,
1: you know, we've got a lot to work on. There, there's a lot to work on with Carson. As, as as high as I am with my praise with Carson, you take guys like him and the Florida State commit Jeff Sims and a couple of the other guys that we have that are big time players. They all have things that that we're still working towards. Specifically with Carson is um, he still got a lot of baseball in him. The dude was an elite baseball player. And I say was because he's so bought into football that he's, he's put the bat down. Um, and he's played baseball his whole life. So he's still got some baseball in him. He's throwing it better than he's ever thrown it. But we, we still have mechanically a couple things to do. But the biggest thing with Carson is, is he's still continuing to evolve and learn um, how to be sudden in his movements. And, and, you know, you don't have to be fast as a quarterback. You know, everybody talks about Aaron Rodgers and, and all these guys. They're sudden. They're not fast. When they want to move, they're there, and and you know, sort of short, quick movements inside the pocket, or or get out of the pocket, and and really just you know, hit flexibility things like that. And so we're we're still working; we work daily on that stuff, uh, specifically with Carson and other guys on other things. The one thing that that I think separates Carson from a lot of guys is his knowledge of the game and and, and his just thirst, Dave, to to learn everything there is. Um, about football, whether it's an offense he's running or not, he just he wants to know. And during their state championship run last year, we would spend you know three or four hours every Sunday morning watching film. And I was blown away a couple weeks ago when he still remembered the details of what those teams were trying to do defensively, down to when I line up in this formation, this is what they're wanting to do. We're what three months past that, four months past that. And Carson can still recite that stuff to you like we were studying it yesterday.
0: Denny Thompson from the Sports Den on 1010XL and Six Points Quarterback Training joining us right here on Gators Breakdown. And Denny, we'll get some uh, – we'll kind of shift focus to, to Florida a little bit here. You were around Mullen and staff during uh, this recruitment. uh yeah, you know, I remember you gave high praise for Mullen and, and and some of the things that he was saying and, and doing, especially when uh, Carson was on his uh, junior day visit there. What can you share in, in what Mullen and his staff are, are bringing to the table? There are t-
1: a ton. I, I don't – as a Florida fan, I am still just as excited as as I've been. I know it wasn't the best weekend. Um, I think, didn't they didn't – the Bron kid, did he yep. decide to go to Texas or something? Yeah, yep. I know it wasn't the best weekend. But I don't think that's any reason um, to derail excitement in Gainesville. I've, I've been around Coach Mullen. I've been around Coach Johnson enough that I can tell you that these are driven individuals. And and I loved. Yeah, I talked to Coach Johnson quite a bit over the weekend, and and I, and I really like that guy. I, I really like Coach Johnson. I think his his future is is you know limitless um, in the game of football. But you know they're 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 zoom focused right now. They 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 want to win a national championship. You know it's not even it's not even a SEC East championship. It's not even an SEC championship. It's a national championship that they're after. That that's what they're focused on, and and they live by this Gator standard thing. This isn't just a publicity thing or something they say to look look good. It's it's behind closed doors or on the phone or whatever. You, You hear that. A lot, and it's they're holding themselves to this standard. They're holding others to the standard, and quite frankly, like as as a fan, I I was telling my wife this. Who is a Georgia fan? All, ironically, I was my wife last night. I was like, you know, it, it's it's yes. When Carson puts the red and black on, I'm gonna be a Georgia fan. Just like when Jeff puts maroon and uh, garnet and gold on, I, I, that's hard to even say. I'm gonna be a Florida State fan, but I'm excited about the next four, five, ten years, whatever this cycle runs, I think we're, we're getting into it. I think we're getting into a very good time in games with the University of Florida with what Coach Mullen and, and crew are doing.
0: And also, Denny, there, there was this stigma of Carson not being a fit for Mullen's system. You know, was that a turret? Uh, was too much made of that? You know, what, did, you know, what, was, what was the vision of, of Mullen and you know, this so-called, you know, he has to have a running quarterback for this offense to be successful?
1: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I've been asked that a lot. Um, it's not even a running quarterback. We've heard him say this before, and, I, and, and, and I've heard him say it privately: is, is he wants a willing runner. And listen, it, it's it's your offense. It's what you're comfortable in, and you should not. You shouldn't mold your offense around a kid when there's so much talent around the country. You should recruit a kid for your offense, if that makes sense. If you're good at calling your offense, then then there's plenty of players out there that fit the mold of what Dan Mullins want to do. Did Carson fit that? Sure. I I think Carson could adapt to it. Um, Was he ideal for it? Probably not. Probably not, but he's – and they recognize this, and that's why they want him so badly. He's – He's so stinking good that you you say okay well he he does this so much better than this so all we're going to do is we're going to focus on the parts that he can do well and maybe for the next three years we'll 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 throttle down a little bit what we're wanting to ask him to do running the football um, which is it's fine but but I I don't as far as the fit goes you know is he the perfect fit probably not is he a fit yeah 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 he's a fit in what they want to do it's it, He's not Dak Prescott, right? I mean, he's he's got more arm talent than what Dak had coming in, but he's not Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott wasn't that great of a runner coming into Mississippi State. He's not Nick Fitzgerald. He's, you know, I, the comparisons that that we hear all the time are Andrew Luck. Yep. you know, that's that's the ones that we hear all the time. So, and I think really, Jake Fromm, to a certain extent, is is a pretty good comparison. I think Trevor Lawrence is a pretty good comparison.
0: That's that's the one that's the one that I look at there, especially what Clemson was able to do and kind of that wouldn't necessarily change their offense, but you know, adapted to what he can do. That's that's kind of how I saw what if Beck went to Florida uh, in, in this whole system talk. That's kind of how I saw it.
1: Yeah, and, and so I, you know, here's the good news for that is is I think at once they take a deep breath. They'll go identify a couple guys, and and they'll find somebody that that they plug in because I think what they have there now with with Emory and Jalen is what that's exactly what you want if you're a Florida fan running out there on Saturdays as far as a stylistic fit is concerned. Now, can they do it at that level? Still, be seen.
0: Right, then we talk about perfect fit, and hey, you've been around where uh, one player where. Uh, some think is the perfect fit, but the guy just lost a commitment from uh, Gainesville's Anthony Richardson, and you know I'm sure he'll be uh, the top target uh, moving forward. Uh, what have you seen from in the limited time you've been around him at some of these camps?
1: Base level talent, baseline talent is beyond elite. It's it's. I, I actually I may have even tweeted this. I don't know. I don't remember. But whenever I had him and Carson and Jeff on the same day. Along with you know elite eleven, along with some of the one of some of the best quarterbacks in this area, I thought from a baseline standpoint, meaning just raw, I thought he was the most talented guy there. Um, Good guy, hard worker, you know, really good kid. A lot of stuff to work on, and 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 I have actually been we've been texting quite a bit since then, and we're 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 trying to trying to get to work on some of that stuff, but. the, the future for that young man is like so crazy bright, <laughs> Dave. He is he's come so far in the in the last year and, and he works so hard. And he's got an old school mentality of he's he doesn't get out there and talk. He just works, man. And and he's a fun kid to be around. Um I think I think Florida's always I think that, I think there's a big misconception out there in Florida Twitter or Florida social media that Sort of backed off of him when they started recruiting Carson. That is not—that's not true.
0: Thank you. I, I, I said it this morning as well, so I'm glad somebody else could put it out there too. They—they they didn't back off. Yeah,
1: they did not back off. I, I saw it with my two eyes. Like, I mean, I was there at Junior Day, and it's not—it's you. Can, there were certain times that I was wondering, do they, you know, which one do they like more? Because they were. Completely equal, if not if if not spending more time with Richardson, that day. so I, I don't think that that is that is a complete falsehood that they backed off. I don't know, and I didn't ask him, but I'm not going to ask itbecause because I don't get involved much to what people want to tell other tell other people about me. <laughs> I, I don't get involved with this stuff at all. I, my job is is just simply that wherever they go, they're the best they can possibly be. That's that's my job. And and so I, I think to answer your question directly, if they could land Anthony Richardson, they they've got a a potential Heisman candidate there. I, I I'm excited to work with that young man. I really excited to work with him. And um, and, and I think he's special.
0: Now, Danny, before I let you go, we'll talk about the current Florida quarterback and uh, the guy who'll probably be taking the snaps when they uh, play Miami coming up in August. And uh, hey, look, Frank Felipe Franks. His progression under Dan Mullen, that really took a big step in the year one. Uh, from your, you know, quarterback training eyes, what what do you see uh, in, in the progression of Felipe Franks?
1: Well, I mean, there's two ways to answer that question. I can give you the answer that you, I can give the answer to the question that you asked, or I can tell you that I disagree with your assessment there. Okay, there we go. I don't know that I'm bought in that Felipe's going to be the guy. Um. Here here's the angle I'm gonna take with this. No inside information at all. None at all. This is just if I I'm putting on my hat if I'm if I'm Dan Mullen. Um, Emory Jones ain't gonna sit there and wait another year. It's not gonna happen. And so if, if you go to spring, um my gut is about I think they start spring practice when? Two weeks from now?
0: Uh yeah, the twelfth thirteenth around there, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think when they open up that First spring practice, second spring practice, whatever it is, and the media go out there. I think you're going to see Emory and and Felipe getting pretty close to equal reps, and I think it's going to be a legit quarterback competition. And and I think they know that whichever one they don't pick coming out of spring um, is going to transfer. And I'm, I think either one
0: could. So you even think you even think that would just probably be in Felipe Frank's last year that Emory would still. He really, really, really really wants to play this year? I think he does.
1: Okay. I think he does. And and, and I, I I've not talked to Emory about this at all. Not at all. I just want to be clear about that. Um but I know how hard Emory's working and I know the yeah. expectations. And 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 here's the bigger thing that I see when I watch a Florida game. And, and and you gotta go back to the Georgia game last year and the week following that or the two weeks following that of the frustrations that we all had watching Felipe is Dan Mullen met Felipe Franks halfway last year. Felipe Franks did not come all the way to Dan Mullen at the end of the year, meaning Dan Mullen scaled back what he wanted to do to fit what Felipe could do. And that's why the success at the end of the year happened. That And they played some pretty bad football teams. Let's face it, Florida State was a bad football team last year. And, and Michigan was a good football team, had, had some guys out, but, but they struck gold against Michigan. I, I think what you saw a lot was Felipe got better, but I think you saw the real value in Dan Mullen at the end of the season. I don't think that's what Dan Mullen wants to do long-term.
0: And I think mm-hmm. with the
1: talent that he's got there, if he feels like Emory Jones can execute his offense better, then you run Emory out there. And so I, I think that, to me, that's the storyline that I think a lot of people are missing heading into the spring. And if I'm wrong on it, I'm wrong. I, I've been wrong a million times on this kind of stuff. But I'm sitting here looking at the current landscape of college football says, I'm going to give it two years, and if it's if it's not there, I'm transferring. And it's easier to transfer now. And and I, and here's the other thing: do you, which one, if you're Dan Mullen, which one, which one do you want to transfer? I guess that's the question. There's two questions you answer: which one gives us the best chance to win and run my offense? Which one would I least like to lose?
0: And that's that, that's a pretty simple question there. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, ask me at the end of the spring of, of, you know, which one gives you the best chance to win. Um, right now, I mean, are, can any of us say with certainty
0: that that's we say? Good stuff, Denny. Yeah, I mean, uh, taking a look at it from uh, a different angle. So one of the reasons I, you know, I, I like interacting with you. And hey, look, we'll have to definitely get back together uh, for here on the podcast and uh, the radio shows. So people know where they can find you and uh, uh, all they can do for uh, for you and listening to you, especially if they're here in the Jacksonville area or on demand uh, for Ten Ten XL.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM here in Jacksonville. You can download uh, the ninety two point five FM app. Um, usually we are on nine to eleven, five nights a week. Uh, this week's a little different. We're on seven to ten, um, all five nights uh, this week, which is good because we got a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah. You say you, you say we uh, let people know who you're talking about. Me
1: and James Coleman. <laughs> I am trying to avoid that on a Gator podcast. <laughs> uh,
0: we we had him we had him on Florida Florida State week, so it's all good. <laughs>
1: Former Florida State Seminole. Um, legend in his own mind, James Coleman. Um, uh, James, good dude. And, and here's the thing about James too: like if y'all don't follow James, James breaks a lot of Florida stuff now. I mean, oh, between, yeah. you and, between you and James, that's really the only two Florida writers that I follow. Um, so it's it's you know the guy's got some. When he says he's got sources, I, James is one of my closest friends. I can tell you, I know his sources. <laughs> They're pretty dang good. So yeah, he, he's he's a good follow at well as well at big game James thirty six. So Dan, I appreciate it. Now you understand that you have to return the favor now.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no no problem being on with you guys. I enjoy uh, all the all the stuff we did in the fall when uh, during football season when we got to talk about uh, this. You know, Dan turn around this team. So hope hope to do it some more.
1: Absolutely, man. All
0: right, Danny, Thanks for being on Gators breakdown, man. Thanks, bud. Big thanks to Denny there for his insight in the recruitment of Carson Beck and stuff you won't find anywhere else uh, there except for his own radio show. But I, I really thank him enough. I can't thank him enough for really you know just sharing all that info and, and bringing it like uh, nobody else would on, on on this topic. And really glad I could get him on here uh, for you guys. As you know, it was uh, it was a punch to the gut there. Uh, but uh, you know, good for Carson. Uh, good kid. Uh, we'll end up there, but hopefully hopefully in the end he's gator bait <laughs> when it's all said and done when these two teams meet uh, here in Jacksonville. Um, you may have missed it yesterday. Uh, Denny brought it up as well, uh, but with all the baked news, it kind of got lost. But grad transfer, offensive lineman from Georgia Tech, Parker Braun committed to Texas when it looked you know, really good for him at one time. Uh, to be a Gator, you know, Florida had a great opportunity with four guys leaving, and for Braun to step right in uh, at a guard spot, I don't think it's a huge miss, but I definitely would have liked to have him in the rotation with all of his experience. It definitely would be better to have him than not have him. Uh, but he wouldn't have been able to go through spring practice and all that. He would have been able to kind of show up in May uh, and go from there. But with his experience, I had no doubt he kind of could have stepped in and really help, uh, you know, the Florida offensive line. Um, you know, with the lack of experience um, that they have but uh, speaking of spring practice uh there will miles and i look for it this week uh, as well It'll be, be posted uh, really soon um we'll start our spring football preview we'll look on the offensive side of the ball and all the questions that surround you know kind of the position groupings there uh along the 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 um, Florida Gators and uh, and their offense and quarterback running back wide receiver offensive line tight end. plenty of questions there um, Not as much as last year, but uh, still some questions to go around uh, for the Florida Gators team. So, once again, thanks to Denny Thompson for joining us us here to talk about this Carson Beck situation and him committing to Georgia uh, over Florida and guys and girls. I can't thank you enough for uh, checking out Gators Breakdown. I'm I'm the host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.